You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Many people are facing many challenges, tough times, difficult times. And everybody faces challenges, and the challenges is never the problem. But not knowing what to do when you are facing challenges, that's a problem. But when you are born again, God is always there to lead us and to guide us and to show us what is the way out. That's the promise that He gives. The Bible in the book of Psalm 65 verse 2 teaches us that God hears prayers. So we know that God hears the prayers. When believers pray, God hears. So the challenge that people face is not the fact that God does not hear your prayer. Because God hears our praise. Are you hearing God when he is speaking to you? When God communicates, he communicates with our heart. Remember, God is spirit. So when he communicates, he's going to communicate to your spirit. When God speaks to you, it's not an audible voice here in your ear. It's in your heart. In the Old Testament, God spoke in this way to the prophets. Thus saith the Lord. And he would give a word. But in the New Testament, you'll hear, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Because now you are linked up with God and God communicates in your heart. So you have to ask yourself, If you're in a situation and you're a Christian and you've not received guidance or you don't know what to do, you should ask, am I connected to God? How is my connection? And the connection is all about your heart. You have to ask yourself, what is the condition of my heart? Because the state of your heart, the condition of your heart determines everything. It determines how you look at a problem, at a situation, at a challenge. David's heart was linked up with God. When he arrived on the battlefield, everybody looked at the giant and said, Look at the big giant. He's a warrior. He is strong. He's courageous. He's well trained. He's bigger than all of us. When David came on the battlefield, he said, Who's this uncircumcised Philistine? He's not in covenant with God. I'm in covenant with God. Your heart will determine how you look at problems. The problem is never the problem. The problem is your heart. Jesus said the following. Matthew 11 verse 29. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please you will find refreshment and rest in me for all that i require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear the new king james says are you heavy laden is there a burden is there something that you're carrying that's too heavy come to me the burdens that you are carrying right now you are carrying them in your heart Not on your shoulders, not on your mind. You're carrying it in your heart. 
you'll hear somebody say, my heart is heavy. My heart is broken. The Bible says, Jesus came to heal the broken hearted. The burden that you are carrying, you're carrying it in your heart. So ask yourself, what's the condition of my heart? Because when your heart is heavy, it's difficult to think. It's difficult to plan. Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. And you'll discover that I'm gentle. God does not want to break you. He wants to help you. He wants to restore you. He wants to put you back together again. The mistake that people make, they don't run to God. Because all these things are going on now. Now they're not hearing what God is saying in this situation. Now they start looking for alternatives. Go to a spiritualist or shangoma. And they think it's a matter of combining their strength with God's strength. And the devil deceives you because you think you're looking for an answer. And there where you are going is placing you in bondage. People do it every day. They hear bad news. Bad report. Their hearts are heavy. So what do they say? I need to get my heart merry. Instead of going and giving it to God, they go buy a bottle. And they think they are liberating themselves, getting themselves free, but they're putting themselves in bondage. Can you see if your heart is heavy laden and burdened, your heart can deceive you. If your heart is heavy laden and burdened, it's difficult to hear what God is saying to you. If that thing is here in your heart and it's dominating your heart, you'll view and look at everything through that. Because in a time where there's so many challenges, problems, difficulties, it's more important than ever before to hear God's voice. Mark chapter 4 verse 14. Let me explain the farmer sows the word as seed. And what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. Family, listen to me. Just because you come to church and you listen to a message doesn't mean you're going to live that message. The enemy would want to come and steal that good word, that seed, out of your heart. The way you receive the word of God is not determined by the word of God. It's determined by your heart. The seed sown on gravel represents those who hear the word and receive it joyfully. But because their hearts fail to sink a deep root into the word, they don't endure for long. For when trouble or persecutions come on account of the word, they immediately wilt and fall away. How many of you are here today you are married God told you this is your wife this is your husband you got the word and God said this is your wife this is your husband and you were so happy and soon after that you had a fight yeah it says 
troubles and persecutions come on account of the word. Just because you have a word that says this is your spouse, or this is the business that you should start, or this is the venture you should go in, doesn't mean there's not going to be any attack. Anything that's close to Jesus will be attacked. Sometimes that is the very thing that will show you that you are moving in the right direction. Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He constantly saw His Father. He said, I don't do anything unless I see my Father do it. Yet the devil tempted him. What does this teach us? It doesn't matter how close you are to God. You can still be tempted. Turn to the person next to you and say, you can still be tempted. Some people say, I'm a Christian. I'm not tempted. You're lying, man. You've just been tempted to lie. Jesus was the Son of God, and He was tempted. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you won't be tempted. That's why you have to hold on to the Word of God. Young men, you have to train yourself from a young age to have eyeball control. Some of you, your eyeballs are so loose, they're like this the whole time. The devil tempted me. No, just eyeball control. Have you made a covenant with your eyes? Job said, I've made a covenant with my eyes. I've made a decision. For when trouble and persecutions come on account of the word, they immediately wilt and fall away. And the seed sown among thorns represent those who hear the word, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things to crowd out and choke the word so that it produces nothing. The New King James says, The deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world. When you worry, you choke the word of God out of your heart. When you're focusing more on money, you choke the word of God out of your heart. In Matthew 6, Jesus said to his disciples, when he was teaching, he says, Your Father in heaven is aware of the fact that you need all these things. That you need clothes. That you need food. He says, your Father is aware of it, but don't focus on the money issues. Focus on the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Are there a lot of cares today? Yes. Don't let those things dominate your heart. Because it will affect your connection. The man at the gate, beautiful. Every day his friends placed him at gate, beautiful. He was leaning against gate, beautiful. Gate, beautiful is Jesus. He's the way. He was leaning with his back against gate, beautiful, looking at people to bring him money. He's focusing upon money, looking at people to bring him money, while he's leaning with his back against the answer. Many people are leaning with their back against Jesus as a crutch, looking for people to bring their money. And Peter came and he said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Did he get up and walk? No. Why? Because the deceitfulness of riches had choked the word of God out of his heart. Peter had to grab him by the hand and lift him up. And when Peter lifted him up, strength came and he was healed. 
Peter was saying to him, listen here, forsake your way of seeking money and seek Jesus. Get your focus back on the word of God and not the things that you need. Jesus said, join yourself to me and learn my ways. Too many people today are just seeking God's works and they're not prepared to learn his ways. When you learn his ways, you'll see his burden is light. His yoke is easy. But most of us want to do it our own way. When you do it your own way, you'll see it's difficult. You need God's opinion. Why it's difficult, why it's heavy, is because you're doing it your own way. Not God's way. It's very quiet now. You know what's the good news? Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus remains faithful. Even when we are unfaithful. Tell them again, say, Jesus remains faithful. Even when we are unfaithful. Family, listen to me. Let's say this is a need for money that I have. If I place this above Jesus in my heart, this thing becomes a burden. But when I give this thing to Jesus and I keep Jesus at the throne, this thing cannot become a burden. Did you hear what I say? It doesn't mean the needs will just go away. This need will still be there. But if I place this thing above Jesus, it becomes a burden. And if this thing continues here, this burden can actually put you in bondage. That's why you have to give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. But the seed sown on good soil represents those who open their hearts to receive the word and their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times more than was sown. It's not the situation that you are facing that causes the worry. It's the condition of your heart, the way that you look at that thing that causes it. The obstacle or the challenge is not the problem. What goes on in your heart is the problem. The giant was not the problem. It's what everybody on the battlefield believed about the giant that was the problem. The condition of their hearts. Because a young boy came onto the scene and he said, this is not a problem. It was all about his heart. Christianity is about the purity of our hearts. What is the very thing that you believe in your heart? The devil has deceived people so much that they think what they are doing with is bringing them liberty, but it's actually putting them into bondage. Let me give you a good example. Young people, I'm married. 
You think, oh, he's married. He's being limited. He's bound. I'm not. I'm more free than you. Because I'm married, I can be with my wife. And my conscience will be pure the next morning. But you think that you are free and you go out to Joel, not going to be bound by one woman. Now you have many women. You're in bondage. Your conscience is busy with you the whole time. And you say, you are free, you're not married, I'm free. You're not free. And the devil deceives you and you think, let me have many women. Or many men. And the devil deceives you. And you think that which is liberty is actually putting you in bondage. It becomes a burden. Because you're not ready for that kind of a relationship. Very quiet now. It's the truth. Intimacy, sex, is for marriage. In marriage, God's protection is there. That's why you have to be alert. Make sure your heart is right. Before you are married, the devil will try and persuade you and influence you to have sex with your partner before marriage because the Bible says don't do it. And once you are married, the devil again will try and keep you apart from each other. Why is that? Very quiet now. Pastor, why are you talking about sex in church? Because you need to hear it. Amen? God made sex so we can talk about it. I'm helping you here. This is how your heart can deceive you. Think, let me just go out and party a little bit and enjoy my life. And you think going out and partying is liberating. But that thing becomes a burden. Later on becomes a bondage. Young people, listen to me. You know what the book of Psalms says? The book of Psalms says, Blessed is the man that takes the Babylonian baby and dashes its head against the rocks. How can the Bible say that? But remember, it's teaching us that Babylon was a place of killing, stealing, and destroying. Babylonian men came and destroyed everything. And the psalmist is saying, blessed is the man that takes that sin when it's small and kills it. Because when it grows up to become a strong man, it will control you. So he's saying, blessed is the person that when that alcohol is a small problem. Not to say, oh, it's not doing anything. I can kill it while it's small. Before it becomes a Babylonian man and destroys you and your family. That anger... While it's small, kill it. That hatred, while it's small, kill it. That resentment in your heart, when it, while it's small, kill it. That lust, while it's small, kill it. Because if you leave it, and it grows up, and it becomes a strong Babylonian man, it's going to control you and rule over you. And where does it rule? It rules in your heart. And now that burden has become a bondage in your heart. And when God wants to speak to you, you're not hearing him because there's a connection problem. God says, learn my ways. 
my ways are not difficult. Learn my ways. God's ways are easy. Galatians 5 verse 22, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And those fruits come from the Holy Spirit when you are joined, when you are linked up with Him. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. When you start to rely upon your spirit man that's connected to God. Here's the battle. Here's the problem. The battle is between the spirit and the flesh. That's the battle. Anybody fight those battles? Between pride and humility. Where's pride? Enters into our heart. The pride of my heart has deceived me. Holy Spirit of goodness, forgive my evil deeds. Where does goodness come from? A good man out of the good treasure in his heart. you first nasty with somebody in your heart before you say anything. What have you been allowing in your heart? The Bible says, don't say that God has tempted you. It says, you allow it into your heart. And that thing starts to grow. And when it matures, it produces sin and death in your life. That's what the Bible says. Guard your heart above all things. Because out of it flows the issues of life. The issues that you have right now is because of your heart. I said to the people this morning, I was reading from Psalm 16. Everything we do is because God has allowed us to do those things. He's empowered us to do it. See, the biggest mistake that you can make now is you've been faithful in the church for 10 years, helping for 10 years. You say, Lord, I've been helping for 10 years, packing chairs for 10 years. Why is this person now doing this and I'm not doing that? And your very faithfulness will be the thing the devil will use to get you offended. Why? Because of your heart. Many people think God must answer my prayers. Because I've been fasting every week. You think God must answer your prayers because you've been giving your tithes for 10 years. You think God must answer your prayers because you've been an usher or hostess. Some of you think God must answer your prayers because you cry every week. Do you think crying is a reason for God to answer prayers? No. The only reason why God answers prayer is because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Otherwise, it would be about what you did. I've cried now for 40 days and 40 nights, Lord. You have to answer my prayer. No. Am I helping some of you here? Turn to the person next to you and say, I have to reset my faith. The first thing you have to do is make sure that you've joined your life with Christ. In the Passion Translation, Jesus says, many will come and say they've casted out demons. They've prophesied. said, I will not know them because they've not joined their hearts to mine. Jesus knows when you have joined your heart to Him. In Jesus' heart, there's no hatred. There's no bitterness. There's no prejudice. There's no anger. The Bible says, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But he says, when you make a mistake, 
go to him and say, forgive me. I am sorry. And he forgives you. And he replaces that unrighteousness with righteousness. Righteousness is a position we hold, not what we do. That's why even when you mess up and your heart is communicating, you can maintain your position in righteousness. And God looks at your heart. And he says, yes, this person has messed up, but their heart is to run to me and say, please forgive me. Hello? Because you want to keep that connection right. You don't want this bitterness here affecting how you talk to people. I was meditating this morning about just a friendship that I've had for a very long time, 30 years ago, and some of the things we discussed and prayed about. And I remember one of the conversations we had about one Christian brother that was irritated with another Christian brother. And we said, how is this possible? But people become irritable with another person because of the condition of their heart. The Bible says, husbands, you want to pray. Say, make sure it's right like this so that your prayers may not be hindered. Why did God obey Elijah's words when he prayed? Because Elijah obeyed God's word when he spoke. Ask God to grant unto you a humble heart, a sincere heart, a heart that does not bear grudges, a heart that is quick to forgive. When your heart is burdened, it's easy to send threatening messages. Listen to me. When your heart is burdened, it's easy to send threatening messages. If my heart was burdened, I will respond from a burden. If my heart was burdened, I could now snap at her. <clears throat> what coughing is this now? Huh? Isn't this the house of God? Don't you know you can disturb the anointing? You mean a cough can disturb the anointing? No, people sometimes get so spiritual. But it's because of a burden that you're carrying here. You're responding from that burden. That burden can be offense. That burden can be bitterness. That burden can be the cares of this world. That burden can be the deceitfulness of riches. If he gets a big contract and my heart is burdened with money and he gets a big contract, say, hmm, you got a big contract. You think you're spiritual. If you were spiritual, you will know some of that money should come to me. I have a need. But he's the one that trusted God for the contract. Maybe I should just clear my heart and my own contract will come. Some of you with some of your contracts that's not come is because you've been holding on to brothers and sisters that's cheated you in the past. And that burden has become a bondage and now nothing is working out. This one cheated me. This one did. Let it go. Let it go. That burden will become a bondage. Let God be God. Now, if that person just paid me, I wouldn't be in this mess. If this person just did what he said, I wouldn't be under this pressure. 
Be very careful that you don't place that thing above Jesus. Because when Jesus is at the top, it will not be heavy. Because he'll show you what is the way out. Some things you can work out in a day. Some things in a week. Some things will take a month. Some things will take a year. Some things can even take years. Verse 28. Matthew 11 verse 28. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then fast. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Pray for three days nonstop. If you are weary, carrying a heavy burden, bring a sacrificial offering to the church. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Bring some money to the pastor that he can pray for you. Does it say any of those things? Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. That's what Jesus says. Don't try all these other things. Just come to me. And join your life to me. We think when we carry a heavy burden, I think I must fast for three days. Carry a heavy burden. Oh, I, I'm not reading enough chapters in a day. I think I have to take my chapter reading from three to six a day. Or maybe this, uh, today I must read the whole book of Matthew. Why do you think if you do something, God must do something? When God has done it all on the cross, He says, if you have a heavy burden, come to me. So when you have a burden, the first thing you do, go to God, not even to the pastor. Hello? If you have rent to pay and you see I don't have enough money to pay my rent, it's a burden. What do most people do? Run to friends, run to family, or here? Have you gone to God before you've asked anybody? Very quiet now. When you have a burden, whether it's school fees, whatever, go to God first. Ask Him, what should I do? Help me. Come to me, I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle. Some of us are concerned about the future. Our children, our family. Give it to God. Come to God. Say, Lord, what should I do? And establish the peace in your heart. When you have that peace in your heart, You'll see what God will do. Because then you make him Lord. Anything that gets supremacy to Jesus in your heart will become a burden. That's why Jesus says, cast those cares upon me. If he carried the weight of the world, if you believe that he's died for everything, it means he has taken it upon himself already. Why do you think you can take it upon yourself? Give it to Jesus. I can tell you, 
there were times in this building project where it felt like those walls were going to come down on me. Telling you now. And the only thing is to go and give it to God. Say, Lord, you are building this house. You are building this house. You are in control of our lives. I'm going to read Psalm 16. The chapter the Lord gave me yesterday. Keep me safe, O mighty God. I run for dear life to you, my safe place. So I said to the Lord God, you are my maker, my mediator, and my master. Any good thing you find in me has come from you. And he said to me, my holy lovers are wonderful, my majestic ones, my glorious ones, fulfilling all my desires. Yet there are those who yield to their weaknesses, and they will have troubles and sorrow unending. I never gather with such ones, nor give them honor in any way. Those that take those things and want to carry them themselves. Lord, I have chosen you alone as my inheritance. You are my prize, my pleasure, and my portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come from following you, for you have given me the best. The way you counsel and correct me makes me praise you more. For you whisper in the night, give me wisdom, showing me what to do next. Because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken. For I experience your wraparound presence every moment. My heart and soul explode with joy, full of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure. For you will not abandon me to the realm of death, nor will you allow your Holy One to experience corruption. For you bring me continual revelation of resurrection life, the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. Family, keep the peace in your heart. That burden, when it comes, give it to Jesus. When you start to carrying it and you are heavy laden, Jesus says, come to me. When you come to him, you'll find rest. You'll find the way. You'll see that word of God in your heart, dominating your heart, will show you the way and will produce 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, 1,000-fold, in whatever situation you are facing right now. See you later. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.